No, we have God's promise so we can experience peace. So now that the, the logic is correct, now we can correctly conclude that even if we don't have a feeling, God's promise is still true because the condition is never on us, on what we feel. It's always on who God is. Welcome, guys, to the Faithful Found Podcast, where real humanists meets eternal truths from God's Word. Join me on a drive as I talk about things of the Christian life, give encouragement, and answer questions on spiritual development. Hope you guys enjoy these. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fable Found Podcast. Um, so this is episode number two. Going on number two. Pretty excited about this one. Uh, so I'm gonna jump right into it. I, don't, I can't talk for too long because I <clears throat> kind of have a little bit of a sore throat. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, I'm, nonetheless, I'm excited about this one. Um, so today, what we're gonna be talking about is something that <clears throat> it's kind of a new phrase. It's not something that is not really mentioned a lot in church or you know around you know groups. Um, you know, in Christian circles, um, but it's really important. It's kind of, I think it's something it's really important. I really want to touch on it because of the fact that, yeah, it doesn't get talked about a lot. Ooh, someone almost got hit. Um, but yeah, so it's basically what it is, is toxic theology, toxic theology. Now, what is that? So toxic theology is basically... Like any theology or any idea we have of God, that's not biblical. But somehow we still hold on to it, onto it, and believe it as truth. So with that, you kind of have just false assumptions. And you kind of start start having these wrong conclusions about what's going on in life. And out of that, we might develop fears, irrational fears, um, anxieties, and things that just really don't come from a proper um, theology or a proper view of who God is. Um, so toxic theology is this thing that we have that really does us harm rather than, than good. And thing about it is that people can have it naturally because we're human and we are still learning about God. It's going to be a journey. It's going to be something that is a lifelong journey as we learn about God. So God in his grace, his mercy, he, he's going to work through, you know, what we know and he's going to use that. Um, so it's going to, it's going to kind of be there. Um, but we can, we can do something about it. And it's also going to be present in churches. Um, I've, I just got um, done kind of listening to someone's testimony where they were in a place in a church that was super legalistic and super just, you know, fundamental. And they, they were to the point where, you know, they couldn't do anything, you know, strict, you know, to their life. It wasn't biblical law. It wasn't, you know, biblical standards. It was ch- the church's standards that... They would say, if you don't do the things that we want you to do, you're not saved. And that's a toxic theology because that culture is not pointing people to Jesus. It's pointing people to works and it's pointing people to ultimately, you know, <laughs> not being in a place where they want where they want to be. Um, so to- toxic theology is, is present in people's lives and also in, in church culture. Um, so... <clears throat> The, the verse I want to st- I want to mention and stick on on this episode is 1 Corinthians 1, um, a verse from there, and uh, here it is. Check it out. 
2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8-11 through 11. For we did not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. That was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. So yeah, that was 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. Um, and in that section, uh, this, this is an introduction to... Uh, to the to the Corinthians, this is Paul greeting the Corinthians and saying, "Hope you hope you guys are doing well. Um, ultimately, God's in control. And like, know that you're being comforted by the God of all comfort." This is that section. Um, now, Paul, when he just a little primer to this uh, this passage in this book, uh, Paul, when he wrote this book, he was writing part of it in response uh, to people who were saying to Paul. They were saying, Paul, you're going through way too much stuff. You're going through way too many trials that we, we're, we're kind of starting to doubt that you're actually, you know, saved or that you, that Jesus is actually risen from the dead, that you serve, you know, the risen Christ, that that you have any uh, credibility. Because if you're a, if you're an impossible and you and you serve the living, the risen Christ who is able to do all things, then why are you going through all this stuff, all this junk? So there's this doubt that Paul had credibility that his words are true or, or that even their hope in, in Jesus was sure and assured. Um, so that was one reason why Paul was writing this letter, letter to, was, to res, was to respond to this, um, these guys or these dudes, these people. Um, and what does Paul say? So in the first part of chapter one, he says, okay, Yes, we're going through stuff. I admit it. We were to the point of death. We were actually sentenced to death. And then he says, but that was not God forsaking us. That was not God forgetting about us. Or that is not because we did something wrong or we're, you know, uncredible. Um, So God's, you know, absent from our life. No, he was saying in that moment, in the midst of that moment, God was still doing his perfect work. And then he says, so ultimately, so we don't rely on ourselves, but we rely on him. So this whole time, God was using that specific trial, that very real moment, human moments, to bring his people, his person, Paul, back to him, to point everyone back to him. And he says, so that we don't trust in ourselves, but we trust in God who raises people from the dead, <laughs> who raises the dead. And that was Paul's confidence. Now, what does this have to do with toxic theology? Well, namely because we have these assumptions about God that aren't biblical. Now, follow me with this. Follow me on, on this thought. Um, now, it's true. This, this is a true statement. Christians should read their Bible. That's true, right? It's not a false statement. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, what about this? Is this true or false? If you don't read your Bible, you're not a Christian. 
true or false? False, right? Well, th the thing is, some church cultures, and even ourselves sometimes, we believe that. We believe things like that. That if I don't do this, then I must not be a Christian. If I, I don't believe, you know, a certain amount or have a certain amount of feeling of, you know, from my belief, then I must be less of a Christian. Now, some of those, some some of those things can come from just how we've we've grown up, and what we do is we project our own experiences onto God. So if we expect, you know, maybe we grew up, you know, trying to be perfect, you know, trying to as perfectionist, um, we kind of project that onto God. We like have to be sanctified out of that. We have to be grown and matured and kind of freed from that. Um, so if you have this idea that you, you have to be perfect, you kind of take that to, in you, into, your, your, into your relationship with the Lord. You kind of say, God, I, I have to do everything right in, in order for you to be pleased with me. I have to be perfect. I have to do a thing so I'm a Christian. So the, the logic in that is, if I do good things, then God will be happy with me. We we wouldn't say that out loud. We wouldn't, you know, preach that. <laughs> and if someone were to say that in, in, in a service, we would um, automatically say, "Dude, get out of here, bro. Get out, get out, get out of here, and, and just go read your Bible again. You know, <laughs> start over. You know, start that sermon over." Or you know, or whatever. Um, but on the other hand, somehow we still have these these things in our hearts. Those are things that are sometimes unspoken. We still go on and have these toxic theologies about God that really are kind of causing us and kind of bringing us down and causing us, you know, pain. It's causing us anxiety. It's causing us to have fear. Toxic theology is something that really is can can happen to, to anybody. Paul was not putting an, an emphasis on him trusting God. He wasn't saying, "Okay, if I trust God enough, then He will deliver us." He wasn't saying, if I have enough faith, or maybe if I go through a certain amount of trials or whatever, or have a certain amount of, you know, endurance, then God, God will be pleased with me. No, what he is doing, the assurance we have, not because of our works, of our goodness, but because of God's grace and his mercy. That's a proper interpretation of that scripture, of that passage. He said later in chapter 1 that God's promises are yes and amen. God's word, he, he is the one who says yes and it's going to happen. And in that whole passage, he's saying, yeah, we will say yes and we'll say no, but things will still not come, you know, to happen according to our plans. But still, God is one who says things and he's the one who has you know, authority over all things and things are going to come to pass. And that's all building up to what he's going to say later in, in chapter 1. He's going to say that God is able. He keeps his promises. And then he says this. He says, 
He has already assured that you that you have salvation by the Holy Spirit. He's put that promise on you to declare you His. That's already an established reality. God said it, so therefore it is yes and amen. It's not He said it, therefore keep your promise, my promise, as humans, so we can experience that blessing. No, it's because I said it, because God said it, that it's true. So because God said it's true, therefore now we can go out in hope and, and we can go out in peace. It's not the other way around where we say we have to have peace and then we experience God's promise. No, we have God's promise so we can experience peace. So now that the, the logic is correct, now we can correctly conclude that even if we don't have a feeling, God's promise is still true because the condition is never on us, on what we feel. It's always on who God is. So toxic theology. Some of us have had it in our lives and we, we've recognized it. Some of us haven't. So I want to encourage anybody who has specifically this, has ever had this logic in their hearts. Somewhere along the lines of, if you don't do A or B, then you're not a Christian. If you don't do X, Y, and Z, then you're probably not saved or you're, you're less of a Christian or God somehow loves you less. It's going to take a little bit searching out and sometimes a little bit time to accept that that's actually something in your heart because that's not something like it's talked about a lot. We kind of feel almost, some, we can sometimes feel shameful about it. I want to encourage you. God has never ever told you that his love for you is based on, on how good you are. Never in the Bible has it said that salvation is based on your works. The condition is my faithfulness, is God's faithfulness, but the condition is God's authority, not, not your works. <clears throat> so then only <clears throat> so then our sole response then is faith. <clears throat> Our soul response is a trust, not a feeling, but a trust. So if you, if, you, if somehow you recognize that that there's some kind of toxic theology in your life, or some something you're kind of projecting upon, you know, on God that's not biblical, that's maybe something you just, you know, experienced through your life. Don't don't be afraid to accept it. Accept it. But then go to God and say, God, I need I, I need your transformation in my life to to know the truth and to walk in the truth. I need you to <laughs> the power of your spirit, you know, to renew my heart, to renew my mind. And God is gonna delightfully do that in your heart and in you know, in in your life. It's not it's not something to be ashamed of. Get again getting back to the fact that everyone has some form of theology and, and you know and their life that needs correcting and that's totally fine because we are all sons and daughters of God 
for continually every day being made perfect. Doesn't matter if we have these wrong views of God, or if we have this you know, certain, certain struggle with sin, or whatever it is, or anxieties, or fears, or doubts, or questions. God is molding you for me to make you more like Jesus, and our response is to come to Him and to take upon and drink from the everlasting water, everlasting, the living waters of life, the, the, the living bread of life. And in that, He will change us and form us and make us new and give us the power and the strength to say no to, to that sin, to, to tear down those doubts and those questions get answered and no longer be a stumbling block or just be something we, we can, you know, actually stand on. So don't be ashamed of those questions or those doubts. Don't be ashamed if somehow you feel like you have those in your heart. Go to God and you can be made new. That's the gospel. You don't make Jesus dirty, Jesus makes you clean. And that's the truth. So yeah, so that's it guys. Um, again, short and sweet. Um, I, I can't really feel my voice acting up. I gotta go home and um, drink some tea, get a big old glob of honey, and just get some soothing from my throat. Um, but yeah, so this was episode two of the Faithful Fan Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this. If you guys don't know, this podcast is, is on Apple is now on Apple Podcast. It's on Deezer as well as on Spotify, which I think most of you are listening on. So you can check out on different platforms um, if that's you know for whatever you prefer. Um, but yeah, I also encourage you guys to like and subscribe and leave comments. Um, you know, let me know what you think about this. And yeah, I hope you guys are sincerely blessed by this. I hope sincerely that you are changed by this and just see that it's okay to be human and it's okay to be met with God's truth. So have a great week. I'll talk to you guys next week. And yeah, talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thanks for joining me, guys, in this week's episode of the Faithful Found Podcast. Tune in next week for another episode, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great week.